All right, clap sync. Three, two, one. I think All that right, was the perfect. most synchronized clap sync we've ever had. Yeah, I think that's bad, actually. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I think that's bad. Too good to be true. Too good to be true. Like most things on the internet, I'm in this photo. I don't <laughs> like it. Apparently, this is a meme that other people understand. <laughs> I just recently realized that this is a meme because I don't use Facebook. But before we get to that and before we get to potentially what the person who actually clicked on this wants, I had heard rumors, and I don't know the evidence of this, but I'd heard rumors that there was a story of value related to the topic of uh, Verizon 5G Zero Dawn. Is this true? <laughs> no, that was just my teaser that I had for this, just because I guess for, for those of you listening at home, you're here to listen to Superliminal. I'm going to briefly touch on the esports scene for a bit. So if that's not your vibe, I don't know. Just click ahead. Or if you're interested in hearing about what an absolute shit show the esports scene is these days, keep listening. Yeah, I would um, just say, like, <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. You think you don't like it, but try listening to it. Maybe you will like it. All right. I got the Superliminal fans on board because I said perspective at least once and I sort of used it well. Let's see what you got. <laughs> No, it was it was a whole big thing on Monday when we, uh, you know, we were supposed to record. And I was like, I've got to bring this up. But, you know, you, you we've all talked about and like ragged on all about the sponsored content throughout the esports that we watch. We often joke about as we watch Valorant, you know, the Amazon Prime Ace or like the Red Bull Gaming Replay. And we always laugh about just those like little cheeky sponsorships they throw into like the actual gameplay for esports. And uh, this week, <laughs> there was sponsored content from Counter Logic Gaming for their League of Legends team, the hashtag Bud Light Cooldown, where it was essentially a video of their general manager like telling their very depressed players that their roster is going to basically be dismantled yeah. <laughs> basically telling these people that they're like their jobs are almost not there and uh it's sponsored by bud light so there you go yeah. your first sponsored firing happening on it, live internet what? for all to see oh it was so bad it is essentially and i did hear about this so i was wondering if that you were going to reference and holy shit it, it apparently is something along the lines of because like you know I do think there is a very – it's not exact one-for-one one connection, but there is something to be said about like – you know when people say the term working relationships? I do think there is a relationship component to like a team and your relationship with the team owner. And so this is essentially – I would say not so far away from like TikTok filming your girlfriend as you break up with her, which is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Imagine Wait, that's a doing thing? that. Uh, I shouldn't I'm have sure that it into is. the world, but I'm sure it is. Oh my god. Um well actually no, I you know what I have seen a lot of that's on that same topic is a lot of like people filming the breakup when one party like cheated. I've definitely seen that. Mm. And they're like, I'm gonna get you, and then they're like, you know, throwing their shit at him and the other person. It just it truly it's a horrifying. And then it ends with like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For more content like this, like what you have more girlfriends to break up with you that cheated on you? What the fuck? Like <laughs> Isn't that just you cheating? Wait. Um, but without going into the details of this person's relationship life, yes, that is so horrifying Like to do this, um, especially because, you know, these players are younger and younger these days. I don't know about CLG for League of Legends specifically, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of them felt um, emotionally compromised in that moment when they were told, like, 
hey, um, this might be the last game you guys play together. Anyways, uh, go out there and uh, give them hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I heard I heard the point on a talk show about this. I think it's really excellent. He was like he was saying essentially like this is the sort of thing that an opponent would say to you to get in your head, but your own team manager is giving it to you. <laughs> And not only that, but your team manager is giving shit. it to you and then broadcasting it for hundreds of thousands of people to watch. So it's like there's that extra element of like, oh, yes, we release this to the public where they're going to take this clip and psychoanalyze it. Yeah. And it was it's and what was actually what I thought was like the trashiest part about it was just the pacing of the sponsorship within it because it, they it's this whole video, right? And they have the teaser. So it's the general manager being like, I don't know if we can use this roster anymore. And then it, suddenly this like chill vibe soundtrack comes <laughs> over as they flash like Bud Light cool down. And they're like, hey guys, CLG here and week week six of the LC. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you want to drown your sorrows after were... another loss, Bud Light would be a great Fine. solution. It's low on calories and it'll fuck you up if you drink a six pack. <laughs> Or a case. <laughs> In fact, our next watch challenge... some young guys get fucked up. Yeah, watch some seventeen-year-olds fucking drink six packs of this shit um, for just the best sponsor video ever. So this is like not the first time in esports, and not even the first time in recent memory that a sponsored piece of content, because every piece of content is sponsored, right? And that that's the dream that all these teams are going for. And to be fair, it is a revenue stream. But it's like it's not the first time that a sponsored piece of content has just been just horrifyingly embarrassing and then you add on top of that this sponsor is like okay 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 so i had to sell to my fucking because it's like butt light bro i mean i, I know that they're sponsoring and, and and you know many of these uh large companies has sponsored esports in different capacities but it's like you sold them on your particular team we've got this content team going on it's all about content content's king right now you know who gives about like fuck about performance as long as you do content and then you convince this person to like pay you money and they have to like talk to their like, you know, higher ups who may not even understand esports. And you're like, yeah. So then we took your brand and we ran it through the mud. <laughs> Sorry. And they're like, fucking hell, do you know how much easier it would have been for us to just spend big money on some standard basic ads? But we had to do this shit with you. I just I want to know what the corporate meeting for that is of like the CLG spokesperson being like, okay, so Bud Light, here's your deliverable for the week. It's the Bud Light cooldown where we're effectively firing our players. And Bud Light's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but another thing to look at if you want a just very strange thing to see is um, TSM FTX, as they call themselves now. Oh, the crypto. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Basically, they got a sponsor to pay them a ton of money, and as a result, they changed their name from TSM to TSM FTX. So they like put that sponsor's name in their name in a hopes to just sort of insert that sponsor's name into everywhere that they compete. And I mean, it's just like I don't know if I'm the only person that sees it like this, but that is like I don't know, like because you could you can look at all sorts of other sports leagues and you can see. Um, all sorts of branding partnerships and you can see like that as being the goal right as being like ideal like i want to be like larger sports and so i want to get like a big sponsorship but to me it's like it's just selling your soul i think it's like selling your integrity like you literally sold your name like there was no 
like are they are they gonna get tattoos of brands on their body like you know what i'm saying that's what it feels like to me but also like mainstream sports don't do that right like there's the detroit tigers baseball team they're not the detroit quicken loans tigers or whatever <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's all I, I don't know like yeah, this yeah. is it's like something that's even like foreign to the mainstream sports space. But yeah, it's this isn't the first time TSM has done this though. Yeah, TSM Snapdragon. That's right. that's right. Oh, that's a reference. Nice job, you guys. <laughs> no, that's a good reference. That's a long time mm-hmm. ago, honestly. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, that was back plus. in like 2013. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like more and more esports teams are doing it these days. At least like ones that have made it big. I think the the biggest one that was honestly kind of sad to listen to because also like depending on what the contract is for like adding a, a sponsor to your name is like whether or not shoutcasters have to like, actually like yeah. read it out like that or not. And so, God, it's it's an LPL team in China, but they're like the, oh, why am I blanking on it? But it's like basically like they've added like Honda to the end of their team name so it right. was like ah genji yeah. honda coming through it's not genji but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is just every time when you you can hear the shoutcasters they're trying to like quickly shoutcast something but they're like i've got to say the full team name though in the middle of this team fight and i'm tripping up over myself because i have to add honda at the end of this and just like yeah oh. and i feel like you don't but god do you think they get like a fucking nasty email after that like the famous clutch that you that had a hundred thousand views or plus you know maybe a million views on reddit you didn't put the honda in there and that's really cutting into our brand value <laughs> it was Damwon Gaming. Damwon Gaming right. Kia. That that's what it was. Damwon Gaming Kia. What I do think this is funny. Just a mouthful. It is a mouthful. But like, but keep in mind, like, if you go to specifically other regions too, like, think of uh, Korea, and you have SKT, so SK Telecom or something. I don't actually know what the. Yeah. It's a telecom. South company. Korea Telecom. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and so they started <laughs> that way. You know what I mean? And so it's a little different. Like it's diff it's one thing but but i i wonder if teams like that are what teams in the west and even in china were thinking and looking towards when they were like well we can we should do this like we started organically but why not just graft ourselves to a giant company because i mean sk telecom was very successful um and it's 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 just different i feel like to me i don't know why it's different in my head but it's different because like SK Telecom was like a team that was like started by that company. And the the goal was like, we want our name like competing. I totally get that. But then to be like an organic organization that you started and then to just be like, I mean, it's like the definition of selling out. I don't know. Maybe people don't like worry about selling out or whatever, but I worry about selling out and I feel like that is the definition of it. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's, it's the inflation of the industry right now. And by right now, I mean for a long time where – you know, players are getting paid just absurd amounts of money. And as a result, you can't be a company that makes a normal amount of money from esports in a sustainable way and compete. And so they did this to themselves. I mean, I don't know. They they all arms raced themselves into oblivion here. And so now they're just continue looking for bigger fish. It's like that part of <laughs> the prequels. There's always a bigger fish. It's like they're looking for a bigger fish to eat them and then give them a ton of money. And so it's just... It's this race to unsustainability, I would say, and it's unfortunately very real and very there. So we'll see how it pans out. We'll see how it pans yep. out. We'll see how it pans out. But 
I, I just also want to touch on just, you know, CLG later deleted that video and then said, ah, we, we released this video to, you know, show transparency behind, the, give, give fans a behind the scene look and be transparent. But also like filming a private meeting where you're effectively firing your players is like, I don't know. That's like too transparent. That's like, you could have. voyeuristic. Like, yeah, it, is. it was wildly uncomfortable to witness but then also it's like we're getting into like the oversharing aunt on facebook stage of these esports orgs where it's like okay well we didn't need that much information like you could have just said <laughs> we're considering roster changes for next week you didn't have to be like we're considering roster changes here's a live reaction from our players looking depressed as fuck <laughs> like look at their sad faces don't you feel bad but it's uh, like, is that like when you say oversharing on, like I'm imagining the scenario of like a, a post that says something on lines of like, oh, like my daughter's first fight. And it's like your daughter's 37 and lives at your house. Like you have to stop posting this shit to Facebook <laughs> without her permission. It's not okay anymore. She's not a cute kid um, anymore. <laughs> and that's kind of how it was here. So, okay. Maybe we get out of this. That is I, awesome. We're, we're Thank you good. for bringing that. That is awesome. Um, yep. Now to the main event, Superliminal, which I do sometimes like to start these sorts of things with the question of what did people expect on the way into this game? Because I will start with myself. I had zero idea of what this game was at all. The only thing that I knew about the game was that James said he wanted to play it, which, by the way, is very telling. That's a lot of information. Um, <laughs> but true. That was all I had. Um, James, what about you? You wanted to play this. So where, where did that come from? How did, did you know about this game before or what's up? Yeah, I when it first came out, I saw that some people were playing it um, on Twitch and I watched for about 10 seconds and then I turned it off. Hmm. Um, I saw them like move through the space and how that affected an object in one room. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. I want to play that. And watching somebody else is going to impact that experience of me playing it. So I turned it off. That's awesome. Um, and that's, that's all I knew going in was like that you affect objects by, by your perspective of them like your vision of them mm -hmm. right and so like i guess to try and describe it to the listener like there will be spoilers in this podcast so tread lightly but if you wanted kind of w this whole thing on perspective like you know when like you're looking out into the distance and you hold up like a penny or something and you put it up next to like a tree in the distance to the point where like the penny and the tree are the same height almost and then you drop the penny well in this game like the penny becomes the size of the tree because of the perspective yeah. in which you placed that object so it's very trippy in that way yeah um, so yeah, yeah like it, it is like a, a and game then you that use really... that to solve puzzles yeah, yeah. in 3d space yeah yeah and and then, and then it just starts playing with you and having fun at some point too, you know? And mm -hmm. so it just, there's also that element, I think as well, that maybe 
I mean, I don't know how, like how you could necessarily know that coming in, but there is also that like really playful element I think that they do. So it's like, I, I would just say to people that are considering play this, like it is a puzzle game, but it is also like an experiential thing. Like not everything yeah. is sequentially so much harder than the previous. It's not necessarily like that sort of puzzle game, although it does build on mechanics and stuff like that. But it doesn't just build on mechanics. It disassembles mechanics before your eyes. And then you're like, what the fuck? And I think that is mm-hmm. another element of the game too. So, I got massive, yeah. like, Portal 1 vibes. Dude, me too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In um, fact, I think that was my my main... I, I don't want to say it's, like, a criticism, but um, I think that's just kind of why the... Like, I like the puzzles in this game, but I think that's why the story in this game didn't quite hit, because it seemed like it was trying to emulate Portal, specifically, like, Portal 2, almost. Like, I kind like way too much. Like it seemed like they were trying to have this Gladys character as well as a Cave Johnson figure mm. in the story. Mm. Not to mention that you as the player are also like essentially doing test chamber puzzles yeah. for at least the first part of the game. It's very portal. Very portal. <laughs> and very I portal. think their premise was something on the lines of has there been a portal anytime in recent memory? No, we should fucking do that. That's a cool formula. And I both respect that, yeah. but also do totally see what you're talking about in the sense of it does in some senses come off as a cheap version of portal. I wouldn't say it's like intensely so, but there is an element of that. I feel like that's what you're hinting at, Zoe. And I feel like, yes, I, I see think what that you mean. In, in particular, the humor aspects, I think, were just like... There are there are points in this game where they try to kind of like have the, you know the the female voice who's in charge of your orientation say like these cheeky things like, ah, in the event that you're experiencing such and such, like please explode or something like that, and you're mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, like I can see what that they were trying to be funny with that, but I'm just like, uh, you're just trying to like do a portal thing. <laughs> but yeah yeah what about you yeah. Raphael? i'm curious like do you, where did you hear about this game or how much did you know and also just do you think this is a cheap portal question mark uh so i didn't hear about it until james actually proposed it i think uh and i had about the same amount of information going in i think i had like looked a little bit at the trailer and was like okay it's about like forced perspective becoming actual perspective hmm. and uh that's about it, I guess. Um, I can see where you're coming from about the portal comparison. I I think it really applies more to the the writing, as you've said, and in a very general way to like the like sequential room setup. Um, but I think it actually has more similarities to a set of other games. So like, um. Antichamber is one that apparently the developer was explicitly expi- inspired by. Um, so it's got a lot of similarities to that. Um, Stanley Parable, also yeah. some similarities there. These are two games that we haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they like and feel I related, even from the outside I've... having not played them. Yeah. 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 And so, like, and then it's got thematic similarities with Fez. Hmm, cool. 
another game we haven't played. Damn, so are we dabbling into areas of games we haven't played, you guys? This is fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. Okay, I mean, we I, haven't played Portal for the podcast either, but that's true. Like, there's there's kind of a reason for that. Yeah, it's like everybody's played Portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would I would just say like, okay, we're probably gonna enter into like some spoiler territory, which is fine. Um, but like, I would say personally, for me, without getting into the review section, if you haven't played this game already, I think you should. I think it's cool. Um, mm-hmm. A game like this is cool. I would also say that it is relatively bite-sized in a way that feels very digestible, uh, and so it's very easy to progress through, and dare I say it, fun. But also, like, this is just a cool novel thing, so play this sort of thing and go as far as you want. I suspect you'll go all the way to the finish, but go as far as you want and then make your your judgment there. Um, but I think the rest of us are going to go on without you, so good luck. Um, all right, let's, let's get into a little bit. Um, it definitely does start with like a portal-esque thing. And I do, I do, okay, I do want to say on that note, I didn't, I did not mind that part at all. And I actually think like, to me, I was thankful that people are still trying to do the portal stuff just cause like portal isn't doing it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like portal even in with, within itself between one and two, like really differentiated itself. Like two is very different than one, even though they're like kind of similar, they're quite not like in the, the way like the story evolves and like there's more stuff, but this felt like it had, yeah, it had elements of both. And I just, it just, it felt like a love letter to that sort of stuff. Um, and that's cool. And when it comes to the actual puzzles, which I think is probably the meat of this game, I feel like it's way more creative than portal is, but when it comes to the story, it does kind of feel like similar, like another portal or similar, you know, at least for the first half, three fourths. So creative, I can agree with. On the other hand, I feel like the the mechanic of forced perspective is not as fun to play around with as portals. Mm-hmm. And that or there's like all sorts of things you can do with portals. It's like uh, you can like build up your momentum and fly somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And all about like redirecting things and with perspective is just like okay is this thing going to be big or small are these things going to be relatively big or small did i make myself so small that i have to run for 45 minutes across this fucking room and <laughs> is that the answer to the puzzle i don't know but am i willing yeah. to fucking tape a fucking like my controller forward and just go watch tv to see if that's the answer i don't know <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of that too yeah agreed it, it's not it's not i know <laughs> i know um, yeah i mean like the, the play space is definitely i think more limited and super liminal than say in portal um i mean portal you're only limited by portalable surfaces mm-hmm. um in this game I felt like a lot of it was like find the interactable object and then play around just with that one object like mm-hmm. I know that they have to limit it, it so that the solutions can be found, like, reasonably. But another part of me is, like, wishing that you could, like, mess around with a lot of the objects that they present to you. Like, you yeah. do go into a room with, like, a bunch of objects and you think, oh, it's like a playground. But you can only pick up one object in that entire room. Fuck. 
what's that game? It's on fucking mobile. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I literally gave zero details, so don't answer yet. Um, I was gonna say, uh, you narrowed it down <laughs> to like one 600. Of, <laughs> one of the games on uh, mobile. On mobile, yes. Was it pay to play? Um, no. It's the one where you can type in words and they like are created. Black bar. No, although that's awesome. No, no it's oh, like. Damn it. Oh, scribble knots. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know this game I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow, that's a. It's been a while since I played that. So that is kind of like the sandbox that I think you were thinking when you enter some of these rooms, where like you can solve the puzzle any which way you want. You just have to like make all these crazy objects and like do crazy shit, and maybe they'll fight each other, like along the way. Whereas, yeah, this one is much more constrained, and I do think that's why they take a divergence from the puzzle formula of building on the puzzle stuff and they go into the fucking with you part where you know you like you pick up a block and then it just picks up the floor underneath it at the same time you're like what the fuck like it just like weird (laughs) shit starts happening i think that's probably because they to some degree ran out of like puzzle space but then at least for my money they enter into honestly a way more fun like cool uh like part where they're just like fucking with your expectations and like you're you're just like doing shit and you just have no idea what's going to happen or what things look like or you know just all that that sort of stuff and i feel like there's like a i think what you guys are talking about in terms of limited space is why they go this way um but i do think them going this way is a totally reasonable and actually pretty awesome way of kind of like building the second half of this game Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i think they had to Mm mm-hmm but that's okay. It's a cool concept. It's kind of cumbersome, not cumbersome, but it's a little awkward to control, I would say. And like, I do want to say like, okay, like I know, and I will see how everyone lands on this um, in terms of like how much they did or didn't like this. For me, I very much liked this game. Uh, and I just really, I don't know. It's just fun the whole way through, at least for me. Um, but it's definitely like, you can see the limited space that they ran into. You can see just a general cumbersome uh with the controls and with the sizing of objects and and it's like i guess how did i expect them to do something so nonsensical like this and make it just elegant to play like how could you elegantly control an object's size based on perspective i I would say they did surprisingly well uh yeah but like there is still definitely awkward points like there's one point where there's sort of like a an awkwardly shaped cutout window that you're looking through and if the object overlaps with any of the edges, like you didn't fit it completely inside, then it will be small, like because yeah. it's close to you. Yeah. But if you get it just below that, then it's really far away and huge. And <laughs> that that can be a, a bit frustrating. Yeah, mm. agreed. It did take me a bit to get used to the resizing mechanic for sure, um, because of you know that sort of mechanic. But it's also not that hard. So it's like, it's not, I don't mean the mechanic is not that hard. I mean, the puzzles are not that hard. It is sometimes hard to control, but it's not really like punishing. Like you're not sitting there like, holy fuck. Like there's an Indiana Jones style fucking like ball rolling down this cave hallway. And if I don't fucking reshape it into a fucking ball of sand, like I'm dead. Like it's not really like that. So you can sit there and just be like, I'm moving this block of cheese to see if I can make a ramp out of it. Okay. That didn't really work. Okay. That didn't really work. (laughs) Okay, that's kind of working. Okay, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, stand right in its face? If I get too close, does that fucking... Like, you can you can afford to do these sorts of things. And they're also very forgiving with the jump, 
which you do, I would say, hey, listen, for people out there that are not expert gamers like us on the podcast, and we've talked many about that, go to our, <laughs> um, what's the, anyways, oh God, the messenger. Sorry, I just got a, someone rang my doorbell and I'm totally fine. I'm totally recovering. Um, but for those of us who aren't expert gamers, there is actually some platforming in 3D in this game. If you don't make your platforms, go, oh my God, they rang it again. This is, that. that's not a package, you guys. This is a crisis. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if I get a text message, I'm do out you of need here. to go check the door. Okay, you guys do this, bros. Good luck. Uh, I was yeah, I was talking about like like jumping. You can jump on a platform and it'll jump you on top of it anyways easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can totally miss a platform by a good margin, and and it'll just it'll just put you on the platform. Yeah, um, yeah it it's almost like, like they ledge grab basically. Yeah, it's just not animated. It, um, I mean, it wasn't as a ledge grab. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't like show your character grabbing it, but the way that it moves is very like suggestive of it. It's like you kind of stop yeah. at the ledge and then you like shift up with momentum. Right, right. But you don't have like arms or oh. legs in this game. Your your character no is disembodied. Yep. yep. Not even any feet to look at. Yeah. I I know I was like. Imagine I think if you it, could grab your feet. Oh <laughs> Make them huge. <laughs> um, I seem to recall like the one frustration I had with the resize mechanic though is like the, uh, like if I had something perfectly the size that I wanted it to be, like it didn't matter if I had moved my character or not, but like. If I had let go and then clicked on it again, it would slightly shrink it, like the object. Mm. Even though I was like technically picking it up from the same perspective in which I dropped it. And that just got to be, it wasn't entirely frustrating, just got frustrating in a couple places. Like I think in particular, like there's a puzzle where you have to like enlarge an exit sign to hit two buttons across the room and to like, get the exit sign to like be big enough to hit both buttons i would be like nearly there i just need to like slightly raise it and like make it a little bit bigger and like it would shrink it down suddenly even though like i didn't move after i dropped it i'm like damn it stop it <laughs> but i don't know if yeah that's just my frustration with it or if i had to maybe try and do something differently I yeah, um I didn't encounter that. I had that issue with the um bouncy castle in the pool. Mm, um right, yeah, that's yeah. another place. But I also figured out after a while that I was just doing the puzzle wrong. And <laughs> it wasn't as finicky as I thought it would as I thought it was. Um so there's that as well. Yeah, um, I think w w the thing I really struggled with was, yes, it will remain the same size for your perspective, but at the same time, that means you have very little information about like where you're actually putting it. Uh, so it would have yeah. been really helpful to like have, I don't know, a, a clear shadow of like where it will land mm. or like a line going down to the floor where it, it's over, so you can see like, oh, yes, it is like against that wall back there now. 
Right. Yeah, that, that was another, yeah. Like, for a game about perspective, I often did not have the perspective of where my objects were landing. Like, I think this is it. Damn it. <laughs> Missed. That being said, you can get past all that. It It's not punishing in, at all, so you can experiment very easily. But it was still a bit confusing and a little bit... I don't, I'm not exactly frustrating, but like it felt like a, a friction to doing the thing that I was intending to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think there's like a there there's like frustration with like trying to get a solution, but I think there's also like a frustration when you know what the solution's supposed to be and you're just trying to get to that point. You're like, I I know what I need to be doing right now. I just can't seem to do it for the life of me for the moment. I think that's yeah. like primarily where my frustration lied with the with the puzzles. Yeah, like especially in the the ones where it was like you want the object to be low enough that you can jump on top of it, but high enough that you can jump up to the next thing. Mhm. And yeah. getting that exact size was a little bit annoying. But was I this mean, like was the did these frustrations last like like many minutes or like just just like one. Oh no like yeah i mean i was never like stuck in one area for like maybe more than like two or three minutes i'd say and like those two or three minutes was just trying to make the object as big as i needed it to like i knew what i need to do mm-hmm. um yeah i mean so yeah. like case in point like it, it wasn't like it was such a hindrance where i'm just like i don't think i can finish this game before the podcast sort of thing but like it's just a minor annoyance where you're just like you just I don't know exhales yeah. of just frustration of just like okay well I I, I just no 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 not not just please just please, no oh, fuck <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why I was saying it was more like a, a friction than like something that's actually preventing me from solving the puzzle it's just like this added yeah, annoyance to every it. every little bit. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It was just something there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what did you guys think of the story? <clears throat> Should all, we wait for McCoy? It seems like he sounds like he he's, he's coming back. You can repeat your question. <laughs> I'm not dead, you guys. Holy or, shit! Or actually, we can ask you, like mm, glad. McCoy. We were talking just about like whether or not any of us encountered any frictions with the puzzle solving um <laughs> okay well just in terms of like i i was just briefly talking about how like my like the friction we were having with this game or i was primarily having with this game was like knowing the solution but just couldn't manipulate the object to the size it needed to be and therefore like there's just that minor annoyance like did you encounter that at all playing this game or were you just spot on perfect solving everything yeah so you know after watching like 15 hours of professional uh super liminal i felt like it really like opened (laughs) up to me like i started to manipulate the objects with i just razor precision um yeah i would say i encountered this friction i think you know it's really a matter of whether or not this friction bothers you i guess and like how much friction there really is I definitely sucked at a lot of these puzzles and manipulating it. 
And I definitely like made ramps smaller than I felt like they should have been, and then like jumped and just barely made it. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely got it. Um, so that definitely happened for me. I, I don't know. Like I, I experienced the friction, but truthfully, like it didn't really detract that much for me. I, I don't know. Like maybe it was just just me, but I I just kind of vibed. I just like enjoyed playing the game. I just enjoyed solving the puzzles. I definitely reset once or twice maybe once um thinking to myself that i've locked myself in a place where i i can't like succeed anymore and there was a reset yeah there's a reset yeah at checkpoint and there's a reset level i've done both of them and turns out reset level is long bro like you could go (laughs) back like a bunch of puzzles which i definitely did um but it really like was me failing not not the game. So definitely there was friction, but to me, it didn't really bother me uh, because I don't know. It's just like a, there's something, this game is almost funny to me. Like, because part of humor is like your expectations is one thing. And then like the reality is different. That's why people will like laugh at like horrifying times in life. Cause they just didn't expect it to be so sad. <laughs> basically and then they'll just laugh and you'll be like oh shit dude they're not gonna take that well but i totally understand that so to this game was kind of funny because it was just like ridiculous like the way to solve everything was just bizarre and the, and the method of thinking differently like you know they say like thinking in portals thinking in whatever the fuck this game was was just really enjoyable to me so yes but i think is what i would say mm-hmm. yeah that seemed like everybody's consensus as well Nice. Um, mm. And then James briefly just was asking before you came in what our thoughts were on the story. So we were going to wait for you Oh damn. in terms of the thoughts on the story. By the way, update, it was my upstairs neighbor. He is, I want to say four. <laughs> <laughs> and he was uh, smashing the, the, the like button, if you would, which is our doorbell. <laughs> and you got to oh respect God. it. And so I played a small but reasonable amount of hide and seek, uh, and I have come back. So here we are. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he didn't. I can't wait in the middle of this podcast when we suddenly hear this like little kid voice behind McCoy being like, found you. Found (laughs) you. Like he's still hiding. Just like, wait. Like, (laughs) oh no. That's so fucked up. You guys, that's awful. All I can say is that I said I was recording a podcast, and unlike adults who, like, are like, wow, that's so cool, and, like, will either, like, feign interest or show genuine interest, he was like, what's a podcast? I don't give a fuck. Have you heard of Hide and Seek? And I was like, well, the podcast is about (laughs) games, and this is a game, so I guess I'm just checkmated, and it was good. So there's the update on that. But okay, the story, yes. Did he hide, like, against a wall in plain sight? Uh, so actually what it was, was he's the upstairs neighbor. And so his deck is above our patio perhaps. And, uh, he had a doll, a frog doll ish, maybe a, uh, beanie baby esque thing that was attached via a rope that he tied around its waist. And it was like bungee jumping style. So it was like hanging from the porch, which, uh, was, if I'm honest with you guys, a dead giveaway where he was hiding um 
but that's just me. And so I did what all adults apparently do. And I just did it naturally. I like objected this behavior, but I did it naturally where I just pretended to not see it immediately. And then I'm like, what fucking lesson am I? And then it was like a spiral from there. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that happened. James, what's your question about the story? <laughs> oh, just what was your experience of the story? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yes, I did. I like that they basically said, what if we got a guy and have him use like the fucking YouTube uh, meditation voice like the whole time? <laughs> like I, I, I fuck with that. Hello. Um, yeah, no, exactly. My name is something, something Pierce or something. Glenn Pierce. Yeah, my, my name, name is Dr. Dr. Glenn Pierce. <laughs> like, I like that. I fuck with that. Um, and he's Scottish. Yeah. Like, I, if you think about roller coaster stories that kind of end in like, it was just intentional the whole time, maybe, question mark. Like, I feel like there's a lot that have hoodwinked me harder than this one. Um, but mm. like, did I enjoy it? Yeah, I did. It was just weird. Like, I think it's just if you if you think about the story as a method to keep you interested and entertained as they go through just weird puzzles that they've made that are that don't necessarily have to be hard, but just have to be weird and different. Then I think it was like very serviceable. Um, and then it just goes sort of yeah. crazy at the end. But fair enough. Is that your experience too, James? Or what's up? Yeah, that was my experience too. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was just enough story to to be interesting and and like minorly engaging. Of like, I wonder what's going on here. What the hell is this ridiculous situation? While you're actually focusing on the puzzles and stuff, and I really liked that all of the dialogue or monologue rather um, would just continue to play as you walked away mm -hmm. and you could just continue solving puzzles and it would just keep going. So it never pulled you out or slowed you down um, from the experience of like the actual meat of the game. Um. So I thought I thought that that was really good. Uh, that's kind of the way that I like story to be given to me in this sort of game. Um, mm -hmm. But it seemed like Zoe had a slightly different experience. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I don't mean to say that I, like I hated the story. I actually found the story to be interesting. Um, and, like, I did think it was cool. I just think that the... I found more enjoyment from actually, like, interacting with the world and doing the puzzles than I was... Mm. than I paid attention to the story as much. Um, like, I don't know. I, I feel like the characters of Glenn Pierce and the robotic woman could have been removed from this, and I would have had equally as enjoyable of an experience as I did um, with them. Um, and like I said, like, it was just, I, I think just a lot of the, the humor for me fell flat just cause I was making those comparisons to portal being like, ah, well, they they were trying to be cheeky, like portal with that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! I mean, like, if we play Portal again, is it still funny? Holy shit! Has anyone? Oh, you play Portal every Monday, sorry. Yes. Yes. It <laughs> okay. You wrote it here first. Very nice. All right. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah actually like portal makes the jokes of like you know in moments of distress in moments of distress smooth jazz will be playing and they play smooth jazz in this game and i was just like ah did they take this from portal probably i don't know (laughs) there's a whiteboard somewhere you can find where they like talk about building a portal gun i don't know if yeah 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 i did see. oh really yeah Yeah. they have like a couple homages portal prototype i think is what they call it Mm -hmm. But I, I think that's referring to the uh, doorways that do not allow you to bring objects through. Mm-hmm. Which is, ah. like, pulled yeah. straight from Portal. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, mean, it's a very standard, like, physical puzzle game thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They should have a sandbox yeah, in this I mean, game, like, though, where you can just fucking do anything. There, there kind of is. I mean, they have, like, a build-your-own-level like steam workshop hmm, that cool. you can do with this game uh, i believe i didn't try to play any of like the user created levels but i imagine that you could I, I imagine some people have gone crazy with like the object manipulation yeah. that you can do and whatnot which is cool like that's a that's a neat little thing where they recognize that you know people might want like more of what they had to offer in the game um yeah like just going back to the story it's like i i I thought i thought it was cool i thought it was interesting but i it just wasn't really at the forefront of my mind as and as somebody who likes narrative based games like i was surprised with how little i actually paid attention to the narrative in this game as much as i was just like ah let's just traverse through this trippy world yeah i don't even know if the story is like super followable followable at times i'm not saying it's like crazy or anything but it's a little bit like i mean a large part of it is why are you doing the other thing we don't know where you are yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and you're just sort of like all right for sure and i do think one of the things that sort of cements that this idea of like the story is what it is and you should just like consider moving on is there was one message that you get and these are played via the um (laughs) Was that a boombox? Yeah, it's a radio. It's a radio. I mean, maybe. Um, It's pretty. Yeah, back when radios were actual physical objects that you would get. Mm -hmm. When radios Mm -hmm. weren't just that feature that they add on to every one of your apps that you just don't give a fuck about. (laughs) You're like radio. Why do I need that? And they're like, people, this is their job. Anyways, um, yeah, who's out there fighting for the radio jockeys? I mean, we're like modern radio jockeys, and I feel like no one's going to fight for us when we go away, so fair (laughs) enough. Um, Anyways, one of the messages you get is backwards or in like some sort of like – it's like the words are not in the right order, but I'm pretty sure there's a pattern, and so you could like decipher the message. But it's like they play it to you once, and it's like three lines, and you're like – okay, bro, I did not figure it out that fast to decipher the entire thing. So I was like trying to figure out a way to play it back and I like wasn't successful. Maybe you guys were successful, but I was just like, you know, the object isn't interactable anymore and you're sort of like, oh, maybe I should move on. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's kind of a fair assessment of sometimes the right play when it comes to whether or not you should deeply ponder the story or should you just 
move on. Seems fair. Yeah. I guess my experience yeah. with the story was, I mean, generally it was okay. Uh, I think I agree with Zoe. Like the humor didn't land as well as Portal did for sure. Mm-hmm. I that's a bit of a tough comparison it is. to this game, but uh, it was definitely trying to go in that direction. And I mean, it it, it wasn't bad. It, like it's not like it was cringy or anything. It just like didn't didn't surprise me to the same degree in a way that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think the story did add to the game. So it's like, it, it mm-hmm. definitely wasn't a detractor. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's just in terms of the overall experience. Um, I guess for context, I played this like two hours, starting two hours after I should have gone to sleep. And so I was <laughs> playing this entirely during time that I should have been sleeping, which ended up being oddly appropriate for the game because it's about like dream therapy. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> what the fuck? So it was like, wake up. And I'm like, wait, was I asleep? <laughs> like shaking your chair like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Dude, this is actually like, so you did the equivalent of like playing a horror game in like the dark. Like you like turned up the fucking presence of the game and you were like, I'm going to go in sleep deprived and I am going yeah, to get it was the real experience. completely unintentional. Uh, I mean, I was just really vibing with this other game I was playing and I was like, oh shit, I need to play this game like today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I mean, in that sense, the story was quite appropriate for that experience anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did get some dissonance at the end uh, where, spoilers, uh, they were talking about like the power of perspective and changing your life. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, but this entire game has been illustrating it with impossible size changes of objects, which doesn't really illustrate that in any meaningful way yeah you mean at the Mm, end where they like literally just start hard preaching (laughs) you're just like hello (laughs) and they're like you should look at the world differently and i'm like okay okay i do that i do with that calm yeah i'm i'm feeling like a broken record here but uh fez did that better Uh (laughs) uh-huh see this is the value of being on the podcast so many times and you know being a guest wink um (laughs) you get to just like just beat the drum for a game until eventually that drum becomes us and we are slowly beaten down and allow it on the podcast so the case for fez was being made it's being made strong okay um but yeah it felt like this game was definitely trying to play with the idea of like there's a really beautiful image where it's like you can see it from it's an object and you can see it from like straight on. And if you look at the shadow from the left or the shadow from the right, they have like two lights illuminating. I can't believe I'm trying to fucking describe this. Um, but they have like <laughs> two lights illuminated from both sides and the shadow cast from both lights are different. They look like different objects. One looks like a cylinder. The other one looks like a cube. And it's like perspective is what matters, right? Like both of these people think they're right, but they're both wrong and right at the same time. And I thought it was like taking that idea and trying to like play with it. And then at the end, they were just like, did you get this? If not, and then they just smash you over the head with like a fucking club, just like, bam, you are supposed to look at your life differently when you don't like it. Be happy. Um, And fair play. For just $99 a month, you too can take my seminar. Yep. Yep. So fair play. I remember sitting there and just being like, okay, okay, fair enough. 
I'm like, cool. I, it is a really cool idea, truthfully. Like what they are talking about, the idea that they are trying to give a is really cool. It is a bit heavy handed at the end. I think it's a fair statement. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree that that's fair. I, I do I do yeah. like the message that it yeah. that it expresses, but yeah, it definitely like took a cast iron pan and just mm-hmm. bashed you over the head with it. I love the cast iron maybe... detail of that. It's just really heavy. <laughs> it's like, the damage is just real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But like, guys, if we're real, the story is experiential. It's there to right. add a bit of depth where there wasn't depth before, but ultimately. The game is telling an entirely different story with its mechanics and how they change over time. And that story is far more interesting. Like the story of what it means to pull a fire alarm in this game is probably more interesting than the actual story. Like, you know what I mean? Or like what it is to pick up a cube on the ground whether it falls into just boards or whether it picks up the ground with it or whether it like, you know, is actually like hollow and behind it is like a nice way to jump on top of it or, you know, whatever. Um, I think that's probably actually the story. Uh, And like the story is told through, you know, like there's a lot of scenes in this game that are like museums, like set in a kind of like museum setting, like an art installation style setting. Uh, in a warehouse somewhere and those are just super cool like i i was thinking about that a lot and i was like you know i feel like my mom should play this because she does a lot of art um i'm laughing because it's like there's just it's just like the most intense way to minimize that (laughs) it's just to be like she does it's it's a joke inside her family oh she does that art thing and it's just like some people have ever described it to her as that and that is just so hilarious like imagine like being like oh so you do like a little podcast thing and it's like technically very accurate but really hurtful and not the way i like to think about it myself um but like i look at this and i'm like this is a really good uh art installation like one because there are many art installations that do fuck with perspective in this way like i've seen plenty of art installations where you can only see them perfectly from the exact point like a good example of one i saw recently recently in quotes um was one where they took disassembled like gun pieces and they hung them from the ceiling by strings and if you look at them in just the right way you can see the image that they were trying to produce which i think is maybe like i forget what it was but imagine an artsy impactful ending to that where you're like wow profound something along those lines and that stuff is them playing with the perspective and perception in physical space and this game does that like to the extreme it can do things that can't exist in real life i think it does a cool job of that so i was sitting there thinking like this would be a cool perception uh, expander for for someone like her that appreciates uh, perception-based art, uh, at least from time to again. So it's just like, I look at it, I'm like, you know, this is a cool way that video games can contribute to this. Uh, and so I think that's the story that it really tells more. Uh, stuff like that. Do you guys do you guys feel that? Like this, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the story, the mechanics and stuff like that? Yeah. I agree. I think um, that that's definitely a very compelling, um, probably the most compelling part of the game is just how well <clears throat> the game is able to mess with your uh, preconceptions 
um, <clears throat> from other video games and also just from what the game itself has been doing for the past hour or whatever. I was very impressed by that. Yeah. Like they kind of just keep going with it to like an absurd level. And there's even like references to like surreal art and like fucking cubism or some shit, you know, when you're just like on cubes and blocks and it's, um, you know, what's really interesting is like, think about, and this is a strange comparison. It's not that strange, but remember when we were playing, um, Oh God, you guys, the game that you would put water on plants and they would like grow on vines. That was like one of that you put paint in the world. Do you know what I'm talking about? Unfinished Swan. Unfinished Swan. The one we literally just played two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I feel like yeah, I feel like we could have been a team there, and you could have like supported okay, me in any bad. meaningful Sorry. way there. Sorry, that but was I, you know, it's fine. Like I, I think that's also valid. Yeah, that's true. That is the failing. It was there. just funny you led up with <laughs> yeah. that, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna need to rack my brain from a game we played back in 2019 or something. <laughs> no because like the same yeah honestly 2019 (laughs) might even be like a little bit shy like it might have been like yeah when i was like a kid like does anybody remember this i'm gonna talk about this 10 years ago like this is like wait you mean last two weeks ago like yeah that one (laughs) listen man i i don't think that i'm very good with game names um or even maybe remembering anything at all um what if i'm just slowly losing it you know it's possible like you you know we play all these like really wake up (laughs) Dude, this game needs 3D audio like Senua's Sacrifice. That's what this game fucking needs. Like, just like the wake up coming in from Yo. like all around your head, bro. This would have been sick. Um, but without it, it just happened. Do you guys remember when in college Adam suggested that we as a group choose one person on campus and then over the course of a weekend all tell them to wake up without interacting with them in any other way? Yeah. And do you remember later? <laughs> and we were like, wow, that would be incredibly weird for that person. And they'd probably have a breakdown. Yeah. Do you remember when that person <laughs> transferred schools <laughs> and cited bullying <laughs> and that everyone had to like learn a lesson? Yeah, I remember that. That was unfortunate. Um, this did not happen. But it is it is. That's so funny. <laughs> with the right person and that's how friend groups work that is so funny with the right person but if you hear other friend groups like techniques right like for instance i was just playing a fucking game of valorant where the first round no one said anything and all i say is all right guys i have an idea i'm not saying it's a good idea but i'm not hearing any ideas so let's try i'll smoke top c and we pop out of it and then this guy's like i don't think i want to hang out with you (laughs) and i was just like ow (laughs) And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was just kidding, man. It just, it felt funny. And like, he was basically trying to communicate to me that in his friend group, wrecking people to like, this is what's up. And since I can hang with that, I laughed and like played with it and stuff. But he was literally apologizing for minutes at later, like all the way through the round. It's because he just like, holy shit. I just did some of my friend group shit with a random stranger. And I, I, I thought they could handle it, but I don't know. And so that's kind of the same thing here. Like, like. Just the other day, I was listening to a fucking podcast where they were like, yeah, man. And then, and then it was so funny because like what we did was we like filled like a bong with sawdust and then he like hit off of it and like, and he almost died truthfully. And it's like, what the fuck? I would never do that to my (laughs) friends. That's fucking crazy. Like, but they thought that was cool and he liked that apparently. So it's just one of those things where, um, it matters your perspective. Wow. We got back there. (laughs) 
Central <laughs> Perina back. Guys. Yeah, the perspective one. I'm gonna I'm gonna milk that one until we're done with it. But <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't know, you guys. I just really like this game. Like, am I just like alone on that? Like, I just enjoyed it. Like, I, I found it really digestible, really easy to play, and I just sort of like vibe through the whole thing. And I was looking forward to playing it, and I was looking forward to solving the puzzles and just seeing the weird shit. And sometimes I was confused, and I was okay with that. Yeah, I mean. I thought it was enjoyable to play, for sure. Um, I think a lot of it is also, like... I, I think there was just a sort of game sense that maybe I wasn't in the right kind of game sense mind to, like, receive. Because, like... All right, let me backtrack a bit. This game, as we said, messes with perspective. Mm -hmm. And as such, like a lot of the game boundaries are constantly being challenged and subverted and and such. So like typically whenever I play a video game, I get into the video game sense of, okay, what are the boundaries of the game in which I can play? Yep. Um, so I figure out what the limits are and then I work around those limits. Um, and with this game, because they're constantly subverting it, it actually was, I wouldn't necessarily say difficult, but like mm -hmm. it was just a lot of like, I can't figure out what this is. Oh, I just needed to keep walking forward into a blank white space that was originally a wall, mm -hmm. but now is an actual walkable area I can get into and oh wow a cube is revealed or something like that yeah. and that was just hard for me to grasp a lot of the time and I wouldn't say it led to frustration but it just kind of also just led to a lot of like well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do here yeah. and I'm just kind of walking around walking around and I'm just like wait how'd that cube appear oh it's because I slightly walked slightly into the direction of the white space and I found it so like a lot of the answers yeah and like the magic involved with a lot of the answers kind of got lost on me just because I was like, yeah, almost like lost in the game sense where I'm just like, sure. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I found the answer, but I don't know how. Like, Okay, wait, is this yeah. fair? Like, would you say this, like this game at times, like I'm hearing this, I'm thinking this when I'm hearing you say that. It's like at times it veers into the 3d version of like those 2d adventure games where you just like rub two things together because you're like what the fuck like they like lock you in a hoard like a corridor a hoarder don't just move on um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like you're just sitting there and you're like literally what the fuck do i do and so you were just like eventually at some point just running along the walls and you find the answer and yeah. you're like what the fuck i was essentially rubbing two objects together and seeing if i could create a catapult or some shit from nothing like is it kind of that i, I think that's like that's a good that's a good parallel yeah that's kind of what it felt like towards the end and so like when he was going on his uh, like when the dr glenn pierce is going on his whole like you were looking at things in a different perspective and i'm like haha yeah i was wink wink nudge nudge when really yeah it was like the equivalent of just just like, yeah, rubbing two objects together and seeing what sticks or just tossing this object around before it actually became the size it needed to be and hit that button in the way it needed to hit or something like that. Right, or knocked a panel um, over or something and you were like, that can happen. Okay. Right, like there's, in particular, um, there's like a particular puzzle. You guys recall like the the puzzle, there's an red apple and a fan and you go up this large incline to a button and what you have to do is yep. like slightly overlap the button over the apple and click and the apple will kind of 
be in perspective on the button and weigh it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that level, you come across kind of a similar puzzle where there's just this big ledge that you have to get over. And there's like the the Soma studies sign that you have to like click on again and again to like create a smaller ledge to pop up on. Mm. And with that, it's like I clicked on it and the physics simulator kind of like with the one sign like flipped in such a way that created like just propped itself up against the wall as an incline. And I was just able to walk up like that way. And I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting way to solve this. And then I was like watching a walkthrough mm-hmm. earlier today to kind of like refresh. And I'm like, oh, that's how you're supposed to do. Like that was the yeah. mechanic you were supposed to, I guess, do for it. But um, yeah, like I just felt like a lot of the answers I got in this game didn't seem to be the solutions that they were intending. Or I just encountered them in ways that like didn't necessarily give that aha moment as much. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. That's like we're seeing this pattern and I think it started from us uh, analyzing 2D platformers based on being either like, you know, sprite based or physics based. But man, these physics based games are both wild and fun and wild and a little unpredictable. <laughs> like it just it's just again and again, I feel like. And that's why I think they gave you this button to like reset everything. Like not that you did anything wrong by solving the fuck out of that puzzle <laughs> using the physics engine. Um, but it's just like, yeah, they clearly were like, they did a couple of things to like try to like, oh, did the physics do something crazy? Like you pick up an object and it like writes itself. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm up now. And you're like, oh, cool. Thanks. By the button to reset, do you mean like the right click that collapsed all the copies? That is the reset for, yeah, the... Because yeah. I actually used that as part of my solution. Ooh, that's cool. Because they still have physics as they're going back. What? So you can use them to launch yourself up. What? There. That's so cool. <laughs> That's some speedrun shit right there. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, did anyone? Wow. That door that clones itself. Did anyone create like a nine thousand piece dominoes thing and then knock it over? Because I did that. Shit. Oh, yep, totally did that. <laughs> I, I thought that was to gonna be the solution. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get it to get knocked over. Yeah, yeah, I had to take one. I make did it big create and, like yeah. a ramp. Out yeah, of and it. drop it on the. But yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, what the fuck? You can fly on those pieces? That's fucking cool. It just launches you in the air? Wow. That That's cool. It's awesome. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I do think the middle section, I want to say, which is like the beginning is like the the hardcore, like you're, this is the puzzle game part. This is where we're building the mechanics. And then like the middle piece is like the abstract piece where it's like a little bit adventure because you're going into like shadows like for instance what a fucking creative puzzle it was when you walk into this room that's totally dark except there's one light source on the door that you walk through and then you're like starting to and you know you need to walk into the darkness but you're like i don't want to walk head first in the darkness so you turn around just like naturally because you can see you can orient yourself on the light source and then you continue to walk past and you see these like weird objects and then you run into something your back runs into something and you're like weird because you're right in the middle and then you like move around it and it's just an arrow pointing you to a staircase you're supposed to walk up like so there was like that like in the middle component and then also just like the art installation stuff i feel like that middle component where they're really fucking with with things is i would probably say where this game's at its best at least for me Mm -hmm. do you guys think that's true too yeah yeah i'd agree agree. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Right. And like, I think that's just like, because the the ending is definitely where like all bets are off the table in terms of the game's boundaries. And I think that's just the area that I was definitely experiencing the most like dissonance with the actual intention of the game where it's like, yeah, a lot of those solutions are just happenstance because they are literally breaking, (laughs) breaking the game bounds. You know, a shadow is actually a dark space to walk into, whereas in levels previous, it was just a shadow on a wall sort of thing. Absolutely. There was there was one. I enjoyed that stuff. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Me too. Yeah. I thought that stuff was really cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There was also uh, the uh, law of quantum imaging in one of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where, like, you, like, look away from the cube and it disappears and, like, oh, fuck. No, no, no. You, like, you have to put things on spaces for them to be walkable. Oh, the chess piece. Yes, I I did yeah, like yeah. the chess the piece chess puzzle piece a lot. That that one was cool. That was mechanically difficult. Really I'm cool. not gonna lie. I picked up a chess piece on the board that I was standing on on the tile I was standing on like probably three times in the most embarrassing fashion. What to just fall through? Like, <laughs> dude, you know what to do. Just stop doing this. Like, what are you doing? Um, it was very difficult for me to stop doing that. It was honestly embarrassing. But yeah. That that definitely was was one of those things where you're just like staring intently at the piece and you're like, I should click this and be fine, and then you click it and you're like, I'm not fine. Yeah, no, it's like I'm doing a sequence in my head, like okay, left, then this, then that, then this, then this, then that, then oh fuck, what the hell? I was like, I was like reciting it in my fucking head and everything. It's just it's really bad. It honestly, it's kind of like. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but I feel like in every single game, maybe for me, but I feel like for everyone, it's like there's just this like this specter that's hanging over your head of just pressing the wrong button at the wrong time, despite what you want to do. And I swear to God, I just like do this to myself sometimes where it's like I have a totally good understanding of what's going on. And then for whatever reason, I'm rushing or just bad or something i'm not clear what the reason is that i would take that chest this is so easy if you slow down and just do it but i'm just like it's fine and i just did it like four times and i just felt i felt accurately punished (laughs) appropriately punished by the game you know (laughs) for that so fair play on that yeah but there's like dude i gotta say there are a bunch of really cool puzzles in this game and maybe some that aren't as cool and that's fine too but i feel like i no matter what you think about this game there's got to be a couple of puzzles that you were like damn that was clever like like i think so like I, mm-hmm. yeah yeah hmm. i'm or are there any in particular that come to mind well i was gonna mention the chess piece one as being really cool um i also one of the ones that I thought was kind of clever in just like a design perspective, like, well, I also said the one where you like walk into the dark room, that was cool. But another one is like you walk into this dark room where there's an exit sign that's illuminating. It's like a light source and it's interactable and you end up like using it to illuminate where you want to go. Um, I thought that one was like ended up being kind of mm. cool because it just sort of like, I like playing with light sources. I just think it's really fun. And it's like this ominous red light that gets to just like, you know, bathe the whole scene. Um, I'm trying to think. I'll... I also liked the path over the chasm one, where you have to like get the path to be silhouetted so you can see it. Yeah, like yeah. the like there's like that red light source underneath, and you have to like look down at like wood planks or something. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah. The, the ones yeah. that I like that I did, they didn't do enough of, and I wish they did more of, were like the the puzzles where like there'd be image like fragments of the image on a wall and you had mm -hmm. to find the particular spot in the room to look at the image to like make it complete before you can pick it up so like they did that with like cubes and chess pieces and like a table yeah uh they that was a really cool concept and they they do do it quite a bit but i almost kind of wish they did it a little bit more because i did enjoy like finding like a fragment of the image being like oh where's the rest of it right i need to find the spot but the evolution of that puzzle design is actually really badass where when it starts to get into like the crazy like you're being tortured by this lunatic person they they get you to go to a point in the room by looking at the wall and trying to create the object and it's actually a hole in the floor and you just fall through like you can't align it mm -hmm. like yeah. that's a really clever way to fuck with that like i was sitting there like nice like there and there's a bunch where they make you fall into holes where I got totally tricked and then I was like I didn't need to get tricked there. Like I could have been smarter, but then also like I think they wanted you to be tricked. Like it wasn't a problem. But yeah, that was a Yeah, it wasn't like a punishment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was a cool evolution of that for sure. But yeah, that that definitely was cool. I also liked the sort of just the more standard stuff that you could see like in murals or you could see on like street art when people like draw with like chalk on the ground. But like the ones where you're like oh yeah like this is a chess piece like i'm supposed to like touch this and you're like wait it's just really long on the floor <laughs> like i can all, like yeah. entering into the doorway i see it and then it's like some weird fucked up shit like like that stuff was definitely cool those chalk art drawings that yeah. artists will do yeah i saw a chalk art that won like an award the other day and it was like a shark it was on reddit or whatever if maybe other people have seen it but it was like a shark and the shark was cool like the shark was was adequately drawn. If I mean, obviously, way better than I could ever do. But what I mean is like it wasn't exceptional. It was good, if not great. But the shading of the shadow this person did was fucking amazing. And you just like the perception, um, or like the perspective. I mean to say that you got from it was just incredible. Like it just it looked so three D. I can't even explain to you. And like that's cool. And they kind of fuck with that in this game too. Yeah. I, I just liked every time that I did something and something I didn't expect happened. I don't know if I'm just, like, easy to amuse that way, but I just ev every fucking time. And I was in the same boat. Nice. Yeah. James, did you ever fear to yourself that one day you were going to pull a fire alarm and it's going to make a horrifying noise? Because it made the most satisfying click throughout the whole game, and I was just <laughs> waiting for the moment where an actual fire alarm would go off, and then I was, like, going to regret everything. Because I feared that. <laughs> That a lot. Uh, no, I was waiting for it. Mm. I was like, okay, when does it actually cause a fire alarm? Mm. Especially since of... a few days ago, <laughs> the fire alarm in my building went off like 10 minutes after I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> and it was uh, very startling. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you have flashbacks to being in our freshman dorm where the fire alarm would go off on oh my a God. weekly basis? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, people would always make fun of me for like sleeping approximately in my clothes or like I guess really for having a heap of my clothes on the floor next to my bed. Like, you know, like my pants and shirt are like right there. But motherfucker, I was always dressed for these events. Always. And I was not <laughs> cold. I was warm. And like I felt very superior in that moment. And I think I just want to hold on to that still i think 
to this day. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm kind of hoping with the fire alarm thing, though, I don't know if it's an achievement, but because I noticed, because I, I did do a start a second playthrough to listen to the commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't actually finish the commentary bit all the way through, but like it saves which fire alarms you've pressed before and which ones have yet to be pressed. Mm. And I'm kind of hoping it's like a collectible thing where it's like you pull like the last one and then a, like oh. an awful noise just comes forward. <laughs> like, mm. you found them all. <laughs> oh, I could totally believe that would happen. And then it just never <laughs> turns off until the end of the game. <laughs> And you have to delete the game from your computer. <laughs> Dude, that's so troll. What the hell? And then it's like, oh, yeah, no. then it just creates the same save file situation as a, oh, God. See, there's another game that, what's, you know what I'm talking about? The anime game? That Doki Doki, Doki, Doki Literature, Literature Club? Club? <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, let's see. What What do I have in my notes here for puzzles that were cool? I don't know. I stopped writing this halfway through because I didn't stop giving a fuck, but... Um, the house size puzzle. I liked that. I thought that was cool. How you like would try to size the house and then go into it to like solve different, you know what? It, it just reminds me of those video games when I was a kid, like where you would fly around like a house. You know what I mean? Like you were like a small figurine, like maybe a toy or something. And you'd like fly around like a giant house. I vibe with that. I fuck with that. Um, oh, yeah. oh, we talked about a lot of these. Oof, God, this was not as much of a gold mine as I thought it was going to be. Oof, jeez. Um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. I mean, I did like with like the, the blackout puzzles, like if it's not the puzzles themselves, I did kind of like the subversion of expectations where it looks like there's like a murderer on the yep. loose almost. Like there's this like red paint on the ground and like what looks to be like bloody handprints and whatnot as you're walking through it and you're kind of like you walk towards like a half open door and it slams shut on you and i'm just like oh god did james inadvertently give us a horror game on accident give himself a horror game (laughs) i was wondering that myself (laughs) so yeah you're you're going through the whole thing and there's like these like cheeky boxes that look like they say die 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 but you get closer and it's like diet soda diet soda diet soda (laughs) i i don't know i thought that was like cheeky and fun i thought that was yeah yeah on one of the whiteboards very early in the game it says buy more red paint yep so that that kind of like i was expecting this yeah uh so when Mm. i saw the red paint i was like oh it's red paint And they're playing with it. Yeah. And they are. But it's just like weird. Like like it has a very portal feel when you like walk through a doorway and you realize that doorway is just propped up like a stage. Like prop. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's just like wood. It's like painted on one side and you're sort of like, oh, this is weird. And like, I, I don't know. It's just it's uh, I think this game is just like it's kind of creative and fun in some ways. Like did anyone take the mini soda? Did anyone buy, take the Minnesota out of the fucking vending machine and mm-hmm. it's just the smallest? I was fucking... hoping it was the state of Minnesota. I was going to be honest. <laughs> Damn. I was hoping it was going to be like a... <laughs> <clears throat> okay, that is clever. Dude, you write in. You're like, and they're like, after five years, we're patching this game for the first time. <laughs> but also like, I, I didn't get an achievement for it. And for that, I'm truly resentful. But I took that Minnesota and I made it the largest soda possible. And... I could, at least in that room. And I was just like, you know, this was fun. 
And especially like the way that the <laughs> objects make like progressively louder sounds when they drop on the floor, depending on how big they are, is just like a little delight because so satisfying. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll take like a small soda and it'll be like pink, bonk, and then it'll be like, and you're like, oh shit, let's go. <laughs> so there's some there's some fun to be had there. Um, yeah. The achievements are very like cheeky as well. Just I I do like. I think at first, like, there's a trash can right next to the soda machine. And so the first thing I did yep. was, like, dispense one and then toss in the trash. And it says, like, dude, recycle. But then, like, one of the vending machines has both a trash can and a recycling bin next to it. And then when you recycle it, it says, like, environment saved yeah. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the tone of the game really for the most part is like that sort of thing and i know like sometimes maybe it's not quite up to portal levels but it is still it is still fun and playful and it, and it does it in its own way i feel like and there's a there's a there's a bunch of instances that i feel like are just kind of like that and how how just like fucking ridiculous they are like this game is just fucking ridiculous and i think it like because like it constantly like gets you acquainted with something like this is a pawn you will use this to put you know put on buttons or whatever the fuck and then they just sort of like reference pawns forever they're just like in the background now and they're like painted on walls and shit and just like it's just weird and playful um oh by the way the the, the um portal comparison that i feel like no one has gotten to yet or maybe we did when i was playing hide and seek fair play uh is the companion cube <laughs> i sort of got like you basically have a companion cube for like half these puzzles <laughs> so fair play on that too well cool uh, anything else anybody wants it to share? Have hearts on it. I feel like we've done a decent, a decent section of apples. What do you think? I'm good to yeah. get to the review section. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to yeah. start the review section? Multiple people talking? spoke. Uh, I was going in. <laughs> I was going in speaking order, but I guess that wasn't clear. All right. I was. I was speaking to Zoe in particular. Yeah, sure. Okay. I can go. Um, I mean, I, I I enjoyed this game. I thought it was good. Like it definitely challenges my perception of a puzzle game. Um which you know, it, it's not like I I feel like I sounded critical of that during the podcast, but like I don't mean that to mean a critical thing. It's just you do have to think differently. And I did play this game like shortly after playing through a little bit of one of my favorite puzzle games of all time, the Talus Principle. And so I like, I was in that puzzle mode and then switching to this puzzle mode is like two completely different worlds that I just wasn't expecting. So expectations subverted. Um, I mean, that being said, like I, the puzzles are creative. Um, like I said, like the, the story, I wasn't paying attention to as much, but that didn't come to, like, the detriment of the game itself, which is fine. Like, a game doesn't need to... Like, I, I think it was good that I didn't have to pay attention to the story and the, and the game was still enjoyable as it was. And I didn't feel like the game was, like, shoehorning in anything. You know, aside from just bashing you over the head with the game's moral at the end. Like, <laughs> otherwise, you know, the story is a story. It's, it's not my favorite. It's not particularly memorable, obviously, since I didn't recall, like, much of what the story has to offer. But, I mean, 
that's still that's still fine. That's still cool. Um, but I think overall, I'm going to give this game a one thumb up. Like, in terms of a puzzle game, it's it's fun. It's entertaining. And it's, I want to say, like, bite-sized. I mean, it was only like a two-and-a-half-hour endeavor for me, my first playthrough. Um, and in a way, I almost, like, wish there were, like, more puzzles. But as I said, they've created a Steam Workshop for people to, like, submit levels themselves. So I guess you'd still have the content to, I guess, try and play with more of the objects and more of the mechanics that this game has to offer. It just won't be from the developers themselves. It'll be from people. And I don't know if Mario Maker has taught me anything. It's that people can be fucking cruel when they create their own levels. So I don't know how much I want to go off of that. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, one thumb up. Enjoyable experience. Fair enough. Um, I guess I will jump in after that. Then maybe Raphael, and then James can finish it, because I guess he brought this game, and I guess that's just our pattern. Um, yeah. This game was fun. I don't know. Like, I would just say, like, to the people who like puzzle games, like, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, how deep people are down the puzzle rabbit hole, because I'm not down that one myself, but, like, I would imagine this is a fun game. Like, fucks with your expectations. Like, it's just, it's some weird shit, and, and, and go play it. If you don't like puzzle games that much, I would say phone a friend, play with a friend, because they kind of contain you enough in a place where you can be like, all right, what the fuck do I do? And then you ask someone else and they're like, what the fuck do I do? Okay. Well, like there's only so much. And I think between two people, you can reasonably like find out the solutions I would say to most of the puzzles. And I think it can like limit the frustration factor um, just because other people will be thinking differently than you and they can, you can just try their ideas out and see what happens. Um, but yeah, like for me, I don't know. I fuck, I fucks with this game. I think I just love, I, I enjoyed playing it and I enjoyed playing it after like when I was playing, it was like a long weekend of Valorant tournaments and just so many Valorant games and just so much like other shit that I was like really excited about doing during that weekend. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much I valued playing this game and looked forward to coming back to it and looked forward to the sort of like like pockets of time I could find to play it. And I just think, you know, games like this, maybe I'm a sucker for, ones that fuck with your expectations and fuck with perception, fuck with reality and make you think differently. I'm not saying I'm good at thinking differently, but I do think I enjoy thinking differently, or at least I enjoy like the, if you want to really simplify it and maybe break me a little bit, like they're like, whoa, dude, like I, I like that shit. <laughs> and this game's a lot of that <laughs> shit. So I think for me, I would say two thumbs up. I think like, I think this is a pretty fucking solid game. That's my opinion. Um. I do think by putting itself in the port, uh, portal shadow, it does do itself a little bit of a disservice in the sense of it probably doesn't live up to what that is in all of our memories and potentially in Raphael's reality. And that's fine. But I did really enjoy it. So that's where I would go with that. Yeah, two thumbs up. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I... Aside from like the the dissonance that I described at the end, um, I didn't have anything that I like didn't like about the game. I thought it was enjoyable. It was, uh, like there weren't any like hiccups that prevented me from progressing through it. Um, it had some cool puzzles. It definitely had a lot of creativity. That being said, 
Um, I, I think kind of similar to the way that it stacks itself up against Portal intentionally, uh, a lot of the aspects of this game that are interesting, I've just seen done better elsewhere. Um, so like the playing with your expectations, that's like what the Stanley parable is about. Um, the like puzzle mechanics, again, like Portal does it. The perspective being a powerful notion and one that can expand your like thinking, Fez does better. Um, and so ultimately for me, I think it's really, I don't know, it's a one thumb up. Like, yes, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's generally something people would enjoy, um, but it didn't stand out to me. This is just proving that we need All to right. really find a way to put Fez on the list. And maybe stay on the purple, too. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Hell, let's put Portal on there. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be playing Aww. the games we compared to Super Liminal Block. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, like, honestly, as far as blocks go, that's, like, not fucking so bad. That is, like, reasonably well constructed. That's <laughs> not so bad. Mm-hmm. So speaking of not so bad, James, what do you think of this fucking game? Let's make a note okay, of that. I won't do that, but someone else can. <laughs> Get back to it later. Um. Yeah, I'm. Um. I definitely agree with like everything that you guys have all said about this in the rating section, except for the stuff that I cannot corroborate because I haven't played the Stanley Parable or Fez. Um. So I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck between one and two thumbs. Like it's great, but it's not as great as other stuff. But I did really enjoy it. So I'm gonna stick to two thumbs. Um with the caveat that you should not try to play this game while you are feeling nauseous. Oof. If you are feeling <laughs> nauseous, do not play this yeah. game. Uh it will make it dramatically worse. James had a rough uh, Monday. <laughs> that's my PSA. Dude. Yeah, I had a rough yeah. Monday. <laughs> yeah. Was this like similar um, to... We've talked about games like in this first person perspective, like kind of making people sick a little bit. Do you think it was that or do you think it was just you? You mostly. The game little, but the combination was too much. Uh, It was definitely that one. Okay. But... This game, um, there's definitely like a fisheye effect going on uh, in this game's like vision. At least that's what I saw while looking at my screen, Um, which was a little bit weird no matter what. And I played with the FOV and it didn't change that. Um. And that that was messing with me heavy when I was uh, nauseous. But I enjoyed it in that it it put me in this like kind of weird off state when I wasn't nauseous mm. that felt right for a game about stuff being kind of wrong in your dreams. Yeah. Okay, wait. Adding to that, though, I do think... 
I don't know how to warn this properly, and I'm not sure if it needs exactly like a more structured warning, but this game does also have, like there's like a hallway that has like a kaleidoscope effect or something that I think Raphael was trying to describe to me as like every surface just has an iteration of your screen in it and it's like being recursive or something. Um, but more of the story is like that hallway is like really intense and I'm not like, dude, the fucking video games that I beam into my fucking eyes, like I can handle a lot of sensory stuff when it comes to the eyes, but this shit was like, whoa. Like, I might be at a limit that I haven't even seen before. Like, and I also think there was a, a puzzle also where there's a bunch of elevator doors and stuff. And especially if you're lost in that puzzle, it can feel very claustrophobic. And so there are some feelings of uncomfortableness that I think are associated with some of these puzzles in this game. And I wouldn't say it's like a big deal, but I would say it's there. And so that might hit different for different people. So, okay exercise your right to pause <laughs> look away do other things come back or even stop playing the game but definitely like it fucks with some shit like like in some of the areas where like almost everything is white or for instance almost everything is black like you can feel pretty lost like and and uh yeah like i said claustrophobic and over overwhelmed and so okay all of those things exist uh i said that yeah there is a like a like a flashing lights warning at the beginning of the game, I think. And like, I don't know, take that shit seriously, I guess, if that stuff does bother you. Because, yeah, it does definitely like put you like on edge <laughs> if you're unaware of it. And I would just say to like people that that affects like, um, like understand. Get over it. No. <laughs> No, just kidding. Ah, uh, you mean the 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 um that puzzle game? What is it like? Bennett Foddy's getting over getting, getting over, over it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is actually just a story. The story of that game is about getting over uh, these sorts of triggers. But no, it's like it, it's not get over it. But it's um I don't need to tell these people. But like, do you know your due diligence for yourself? Look out for yourself. But also, do understand from the other side of the aisle or whatever it is that I think people who don't get overwhelmed by these things enjoy little bits of them like oh that's a weird feeling like, i can't believe this game was able to make me feel claustrophobic that's kind of cool and so i think that's why all these developers put this stuff in there is because they they think to themselves like this is a fun short experience for someone that this doesn't really bother and then so then you if it really bothers you you just have to be out there and recognizing that that may come up sometimes in places and it was meant no harm but if you need to get the fuck out, get the fuck out. We support. All right. Is that fair? Do we do it? There you go. I think we did it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I guess it's worth saying that next week we're going to be doing a group playthrough of Contradiction, right? I read the calendar, right? Um, yep. That's going to be wild. If you don't know what that is, look up some video of that or even still images and you will understand it's it's some nut shit i won't even begin to describe it but i will also say excuse me i think the intention is it's gonna be a trash trashy drunk playthrough mm. <laughs> potentially right yes exactly and then on top of that we are going to go on a somewhat holiday for a couple of weeks while people got fucking shit to do uh including holiday things and so uh you know, I would urge people to live their life in any way that they want and also 
check out our back catalog. Okay. <laughs> During that time. <laughs> oh, just playing. Um, also, yeah. check us out on YouTube. Oh, shit. We got some cool shit going oh, guys, on. Guys, wait. We should discuss this off the podcast, but who's playing this? I don't know if I want to play this. <laughs> I might be <laughs> oh, peanut boy. gallery from the side. That's what I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not going to go. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we'll figure that out later. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And thank you to my upstairs neighbors for uh, showing me where the doll was hiding uh, with such a ease that I was able to get back to the podcast on time and finish our point. So thank you for everyone here <laughs> for that. And we will see you next time. Shout outs to McCoy's neighbor. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.